Hi everyone and welcome to Flick's podcast, Mastering the Feed. So thanks everyone for joining. Um, today we're joined by Vix Maldrew. Yeah, hello. Thank you for having me. So excited. So for people who might not be familiar with you, um, it would be great if you could give us a bit of an intro into who you are and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So yeah, like like we said, my name is Vic Soldrew. I'm a personal branding online educator and an Instagram online educator. Uh, I started actually blogging um, back in 2014, 2015, whilst I was a primary school teacher. Uh, and I loved blogging. Um, that turned into kind of like sponsored blog posts and then sponsored Instagram posts and started sort of having a little side hustle as uh, a blogger as we were called. And nowadays you'd say influencer. Um, and then yeah i started doing that whilst teaching but then i was spending a lot of time doing blogging and instagram and teaching 70 hours a week and it got very uh you know time consuming and i luckily got to the point where i could sort of scale back on my teaching go part-time and do more of my blogging it was at this time where i had a lot of people in my community come to me and say vix like how are you getting so many brand deals you don't have ten thousand followers at the time uh, how are you doing this and, how, and asking me loads of questions about how i was successfully sort of building my blog and building my instagram so i started mentoring other bloggers in the community and teaching them kind of how i did it how i pitched how i negotiated brand deals how i found brand deals all that kind of stuff then i realized that actually doing like the ads and things like that on instagram was super fun my heart still lied in teaching and i still really wanted to be a teacher so i kind of took that passion for teaching and founded my community called grow and glow uh, right at the beginning grow and glow is a community for bloggers and influencers to learn everything there was about sort of becoming an influencer but as I shifted into a small business and shifted into a sort of personal brand online we found that that's who our members were people who wanted to build their own personal brands or start their own small businesses and here we are today <laughs> it's really cool I guess about today and the ty types of jobs that you can do is that you can fit it in with something that's slightly more unique it's not just like a one alleyway um, so it's interesting to hear that and is Grow and Glow something that you started on your own or was it with other people? Yeah, it was on my own. And I think it's interesting that you were saying just then. I feel like a lot, definitely for a lot of our members as well, we almost start, and the listeners might relate to this as well, you almost start building like a personal brand by accident. And this is what often happens, is that you start posting about whatever you're passionate about, and then suddenly it starts picking up and suddenly you've got more followers and then you get more attention and then you can find new ways to monetize and actually start turning it from just sharing about your passions into an actual kind of viable business. And it's at that point that you then start really Realizing, oh what were the steps that I took to kind of get here and that's very much then with grow and glow how I've turned it into like a teaching point in terms of you know I go back and think about how all how I got all of the brand deals that I got so then I can teach how to get brand deals I look at how I managed to grow my Instagram so I can teach how to grow Instagram and it's funny like you do all of those early things by accident or, or it feels like by accident but then you go back and look over it and you're like oh no there was actual strategy here or there was a pathway and, and this is how you can then teach it um and yeah, with Grow and Glow, I started that uh, by myself um, and I've now got a team that work with me, which is brilliant. But it was my kind of idea that I started and spoke about with my community in terms of 
wanting to build a community and offer this kind of teaching and resources in a community kind of aspect and yeah we've just gone from there yeah it's i remember when i was looking at your website i saw there was a team which is why i wasn't sure if you had started it yourself or if it was like a group of you um but it is like it's true what you say and i think it touches on this sort of thing that everyone talks about but it's like relatability and authenticity and sometimes just posting the content that is like real to you or what you're really interested in rather than trying to replicate someone else's is just what works and then resonates with other people. Um, and it's it's a big thing in growing on Instagram. It's like an organic thing, but it's 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 one of the, the main things. It's like, what do you have to offer to your audience or to an audience? Uh, and with that, it ties a lot into personal branding. So. For that, like, could you talk a little bit about how developing a personal brand on social media can kind of be a game changer for someone? Um, it's exactly like you said, it, it's, it sounds like it's a whole kind of convoluted, constructed kind of process, but actually it's just all about honing in on why you're doing it in the first place, what you're doing and who you're for. And I completely agree with you. We've had so many members of people that I've worked with in the past who've come to me and say, Vix, what I really want to do is I really want to be, a, you know, I want to start this life coaching business and I want to be like blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to do it like this and this is going to be the style that I do it and this is the niche that I'm going to go in. And then as they take our courses and as they come to our trainings, these things start coming up in them. They're like, actually, no, that's not what's authentic to me. And that's not what's true to me. And that's not the niche that I want to go in. That's not the audience I have or the audience I want to serve. And then they start changing. And then when we give them that permission to be like, just like go inside and look at why you're doing this in the first place. To me, that's what a personal brand is. It's two things. It's your personal why, it's your business why. Why are you building this business? Who is it for? Who's it going to serve? And how is it going to be a viable kind of offering and then why are you doing it personally what part of this like resonates with you one of my really dear friends uh, started her career uh, who we met through teaching through university and then she left teaching to become a life coach and she was just going to be a general life coach and she found herself using the kind of uh, strategies and things that general life coaches were and when I said to her like what's your why why do you want to be a life coach and she said well I was burnt out as a teacher and I was stressed as a teacher and I wanted to change my life and I was like well why are you not a life coach for teachers and that was her light bulb and she was like oh shit yeah that's what I need to do I need to be a life coach for teachers completely pivoted her brand but now everything is just flying the growth the content ideas the clients the offering part of her service that she can now develop becomes so much clearer and to me that's what building a personal brand is all about is just going in and saying why am I doing this in the first place what's it all for and I find that sometimes at Instagram often we kind of go onto Instagram and want to air quotes build a personal brand because we want to air quotes earn money and we see it as like this career that we can have but we don't actually tap into what we're doing it all for in the first place and then when we start butting our head against the wall we're like I don't have any content ideas and nobody's engaging with me and I can't grow my following it's like it's because you don't know the early parts you haven't laid those foundations yeah I think that that's so interesting because it's something that we see as well like a lot of our users or people will come to us and ask about um, that they struggle with is just like what what should I post what should I post about I'm trying to be like this person and like yeah it's it's really good advice to say kind of look at your own life situation and what's going on and what what from that you can offer what learnings you have that you could offer to other people um, 
and and with that like i guess once you sort of set yourself up you have your niche you have your base what would you say are some of your tips for kind of translating that into engaging content that then you know builds a story about your brand yeah i think once you've got your your niche and you know who your ideal audience is so you know that you know who you're talking to you know what you're talking about and you know why you're talking about it they're the foundations the next stage for, for us is then applying it in sort of like vi visual branding and then emotional branding so visual branding how are you then going to communicate that why what who how etc in uh, your visuals um in your mediums that you use in the style of you know font your website your colors your graphics are you going for like sleek and minimal because you're a sustainability brand or are you going for bold and modern because you want to be in people's faces and your message is all about gaining confidence for example there's a lot of psychology that goes into visual branding uh, that you then need to kind of look into because that will help tell your message then we talk about emotional branding as well in terms of what you want your audience to feel do you want them to be educated do you want them to be entertained? Do you want them to uh, be inspired, like awe inspired? Do you want them to um, feel happy when they consume your content? Do you want them to feel angry and want to change the world? Like, what do you want to evoke from them? So then you go into that more, what people kind of consider like traditional branding. And then I feel like from there, that's when you get your voice. And knowing your voice online takes ages to develop. It's not something that you can set out and say my voice is going to be like this on social media unless you're already creating and refining and creating refining and practicing as you go um so i feel like once those foundations are laid then it's about just creating content that is going back to based on what your audience need to hear what they're going to find interesting inspiring helpful problem solving what's going to speak to their you know heart almost and that's very much what i've I do is I put the content out based on how who I know my audience are and what I know that they need to hear right now and then from there I use the tools and the analytics and the results to go mm, that didn't really land so maybe that's not really what's on their mind right now or this actually really did land and that piece of content converted into so many new members of growing glow and so many people on my email list and so many sign ups for my webinars cool that's what I need to keep talking about now that's what they need more of and doing it as a very much like listening publishing refining kind of approach yeah that's that's really interesting i think it, it again it's what works best because it is about your own creation being creative online but also you know if you actually use analytics and then look back on what's worked and what hasn't it informs your future strategy in a much more efficient way rather than just kind of taking shots in the dark um and when it comes to like your content strategy or even any of your clients, would you say there's something that like you recommend? Is there specific types of content that achieve specific goals and should there be a variation of different types of content? Yeah, so in, when we talk about Instagram, for example, the two areas that I kind of look at it on like a three-layered approach. The first thing I look at is the content mediums that are available within Instagram. So we've got like grid, pictures, carousels, reels, IGTV, IG Live, and stories. And then looking at where you prefer, like what's the best type of content you create mixed in with what your audience are most engaged with. Uh, for me, I was kind of flogging the dead horse of um, pictures when my photography skills are not up to scratch and I do not have an Insta husband and I do not have a photographer at my beck and call. So I was flogging for years. I, you know, Instagram has to be pictures. Instagram has to be pictures. And when the light bulb went off and I was like, 
my strength is in my messaging and my teaching and in my words why don't I create these carousel like posts that people are using because that is my strength and then that's when thick things absolutely took off so the first thing we teach is like find your medium you yes you can use every single medium within Instagram if you have the time and if you have the inclination but there's no harm in looking at which mediums you're better at some people can't host alive it's just not their strength to do that kind of public speaking but they're really good at pre-recording loads of stories some people's videography is so much better than their photography for example like hone into your strengths in that way um so looking at instagram mediums then we talk about looking at sort of content pillars so within your niche do you have three to five topics that you can post about regularly so within mine for example my niche on instagram is instagram so then within instagram it's personal branding uh, influencer side of things coming from that background and working in that and sort of consulting um sort of mindset and confidence and um, then sort of like general Instagram news features, observations and tips and tricks. Um, so that then really helps you again, keep things clear because sometimes people say, you know, my, my niche is fashion and within fashion, you could be posting about 400 million different aspects of it. And then it's still not niche and it's still too all over the place for the Instagram algorithm. So yeah, we do mediums, content pillars, and then my kind of next level of strategy is what the objectives you want each of those pieces of content to achieve. And the way we teach it is um, we say like relatable, sponsorable and searchable and on instagram nowadays it's more like shareable so the relatable content is the stuff that's gonna um build the relationship with you and your audience the sponsorable content when we talk about it from an influencer perspective is the stuff that a brand is going to see and go wow i really want to work with this person but if you have a small business that's just going to be your selling content where you're selling your products or services to your audience so you can say like sellable or sponsorable content and that searchable slash now nowadays it's more shareable it used to be searchable when people were using hashtags more to search things but nowadays we get so much content shared to us and it's such a thing that we're all doing nowadays we all want to share content to our stories and with our friends that we need to see what content we can be posting that has a bit of that sort of share psychology um woven through it to guarantee that yeah, we're using that aspect of Instagram to grow as well. Mm. And I feel like on that, Reels has definitely sort of fueled that um, because like it's it's hard to search for a specific Reel. I mean, I struggle, but when I'm scrolling through and I find them, I'm like, oh, I'm going to share that with my friend or like, that was really funny. <laughs> I'm going to share that. And like, I, I personally love Reels. Um, I like to consume them as well because I um, and in even posting with them, especially when I compare it with different platforms. Are you, do you like Reels? I know you've posted a couple. I love Reels. So uh, a dear friend of mine who's a digital marketing coach, um, Alice Benham and I, we started an Instagram account called the at 30 day Reels thing. And for 30 days, we essentially just had this Instagram account and we posted prompts. I think we managed like maybe 15 prompts or so. But for those 30 days, we were like um, DMing people with feedback, with like sort of morale boost like come on you can do it we'll hold your hand we're here and built a really lovely community uh, of people who were just giving reels a try for the first time whether they were influencers or small business owners and who just needed that bit of hand holding so we did some like tutorials on how to do like transitions or how to do certain trends or things like that just to give them that little bit of a boost 
Um, but I've seen um, a huge difference from when I go, if I post two or three reels in a week and then the next week I don't post any reels and then the week after I post two or three reels, the difference in reach, engagement, growth is, is ridiculous. And obviously until we can see analytics for reels, it's hard to uh, determine whether it was your reels that brought all those new people to you or whether it was all of your other lovely content. But I definitely notice a difference when I, when I post reels for sure. So I guess on that, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot around posting frequently and, and people say, you know, if you want a successful Instagram account, you have to post frequently, but also like regularly with your schedule. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with that sometimes, especially if they've got other jobs going on. And maybe this is like a good question for you because before you were working in two different spaces, do you have any sort of tips for people who are trying to juggle that so they avoid getting in that sort of content rut or a bad headspace about content? Yeah, and it's really difficult because we can't lie. Like constant posting to Instagram grows your following. Like that's it. Like if each post brings you 20 new followers and you post twice, that's 40 new followers. You post five times, that's 100 new followers. Like that is just, that's just how it is. Um, but that isn't reasonable for everyone and like you said so many people are juggling their personal brands or small businesses and posting on instagram is one part of their entire business so they don't necessarily have the time or energy to be posting every single day or this that and the other so what we try and say is almost then using those mediums on instagram that even if you don't have a grid post every day could you have something that goes out every day whether that's a set of stories where you give really great info could you do a quick live where you do a q a um where's where's where you can minimize your content creation time and where can you maximize it again why i'm a massive fan of carousel posts because i think you can get a message across and a point across in if you have like your carousel kind of template set up very quickly very easily um as opposed to you know having to hire a photographer and have shooting days and especially during covid and that kind of thing and i think that's also where reels is a great 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 shout because the whole point of reels is to be quick and easy as soon as we start doing like overly curated and overly edited eel, reels eels? <laughs> reels <laughs> that's just the end of it because the whole point of reels is that it's quick easy fuss free so i think again it's just maximizing uh, what you can do and what you can't do. If you have the space to post every single day, you will notice more growth. Mm. If you don't have the space to post every day, then make sure that what you're posting is super efficient. Make sure that you're sharing that really shareable content because that's stuff that will be shared for you when you're having a day off. You know, people will still be sharing it. This person wrote a great post, you need to see it. It will still keep kind of working in the background for you. And very similarly with Reels, you might have noticed it yourself as well. And lots of the audience will have as well if they post reels unlike a lot of instagram content that when you post it within the 24 hours like kind of no one sees it again after that reels just keeps getting those views ticking in and ticking over and you'll find that your reels are still getting comments and shares days and days later so yeah it's about working out your best pattern and then being the most effective with it yeah i think that's great advice and it's it's really it's really true i mean i don't put too much effort into my personal Instagram account, but I've started doing some reels, just like kind of jokes basically. Um, and the past few days, like one of them has kind of blown up and I'll just like <laughs> see all the comments coming in and I won't have posted anything new, but like every single like or comment is to do with that specific mm -hmm. reel. And I posted it, what, like a week ago and it's still mm -hmm. happening. So yeah, I think 
it is about like maximizing your content and also like what where you're posting as well where is the most strategic for for who you are or what you're doing um do you have so obviously frequency of posting is there any other tips as to like how people can achieve organic growth because like we always try and steer people away from any kind of bots and, and anything like that and i know that instagram is really cracking down on that too like removing people from the platform um but is there sort of organic other ways that you would recommend yeah i think that the way you grow on instagram nowadays is your content is shared by your audience to their audience or you have a banging hashtag strategy uh, that you can also change your display name to be you know have a uh, you know, like a searchable keyword in it. In fact, I was just working with a filmmaker recently and his name on his Instagram was just his name. And I said, change it and put film photographer, then your name. And when I go onto my Instagram and I search for a film photographer, look who comes up. You're going to, you're going to appear because you have a searchable name. So I recommend that everyone puts keywords if they want to be searchable into their display name on Instagram. But then other, the best organic strategies is going to be hashtag strategy and creating that shareable content. Um, I don't see, I see the accounts that are growing massively and quickly, but also sustainably are the ones that utilize hashtags really well and who consistently churn out that really great viral shareable content. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's true because again, people search using hashtags like you said before, um, but also sharing content. I mean, yeah, we've seen as well like editing your bio description so that if someone's searching for a photographer, they find one. Um, so it, it totally makes sense. And sort of finally, how do you stay organized when you're posting your content? Because obviously you're managing your Instagram page, but then you've also got Grow and Glow. So is there like a way that you stay organized to make sure you get that content out? Do you schedule or? I don't schedule, no. I've been playing around with sort of posting times. I used to go at sort of like 8 a.m. every day, but then I was like, this doesn't fit in with my life routine. That's when I want to walk the dog. Um, so then I played around with like between 6 and 8 p.m. And those kind of times around 7 to 8 p.m. tends to be working best for me at the moment. Um, so I know that I, I want to post. And if I post a reel, sometimes I'll post it at lunchtime or between lunchtime and 3 o'clock, just, just to experiment, change things up. I. I'm a big proponent on Instagram of just experimenting and just getting into a flow that works for you. Um, hugely working on, yeah, finding A, what's best for you and then when your audience are most engaged. I also am very lucky now that I have got a team who work with me. So I have a graphic designer who helps me make my carousels. So she gets kind of like a brief that I send her of the types of carousels that I need. She sends them over. And then I've got a bank of content in my Canva that when my idea strikes or I have a conversation with my community and a topic arises, I can just go into my Canva, use those templates and it's ready to post that day. Mm. I'm also not the biggest fan of uh, planning content months and months in advance or even weeks in advance I find with Instagram that again a lot of growth comes from being topical and talking about things that are happening that day or what are on people's minds at that moment and I've found for myself um, perhaps because I'm luckier and I have the space to be able to do it that I talk to my audience I talk to my community what's going on what's on your minds and that's the post that I will post that evening um, so yeah I'm not a big planner a header I just have in my mind my pillars, the mediums that I'm using at the moment, which are mainly carousels and reels, the rough times of days that I'm posting. And I also am very much in that space now as well, where if I 
don't have the energy to post that night and I get to it and I'm like, oh, okay, I haven't got the idea. It's not really flowing. I'm busy, I'm doing something else and I don't post and then I don't gain followers that day. I know that it's because I haven't posted and it's fine, I'll post tomorrow. Yeah, you know, so I've definitely worked a lot of like mindset around Instagram, which helps. Um, yeah. Amazing. Well, um, if anyone wants to find you, where would be the best place? Yeah, well, come and chat to me on Instagram at Vix Meldrew. Um, you can also find us at Grow and Glow, which is at growglow.co. Uh, on the Grow and Glow Instagram, we post a lot of like really practical tips and advice for personal brand building. We give you lots of little tasks that you can go off and do and implement into your branding straight away. And we can, you can find out more about Grow and Glow there or come and have a look at our website, which is growglow.co. Great. Thank you so much for joining. It's been really great to talk to you. And I feel like I've learned a lot as well, <laughs> which is oh, great. <laughs> so thank you. No worries. Thank We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mastering the Feed. If you want to learn more about Instagram strategy, how to use the right hashtags and more, you can check out our blog at learn.flick.tech.